0: Jalen Rose I'm David Jacoby what is it that we do? We get the people people.
1: what they want.
0: want. Who is joining us in mere minutes on Jalen and Jacoby? The
1: next gentleman is a former North Carolina Tar Heel that was a bucket in the NBA in particular for my Detroit basketball Pistons Jerry Stackhouse. Stackhouse will join us later,
0: but right now we start where we often do with the Brooklyn Nets, but we spend so much time talking about Kevin Durant, not nearly enough time talking about that man, Kyrie Irving. There's been reports that Irving wants to return to the Nets, regardless of Kevin Durant is there or not. He's got one year left on that option he picked up. Jalen, will Kyrie
1: be a net throughout next season? If I was the GM, he would definitely be a net until All-Star break. Here's what I think everybody's underestimating about the Kyrie and the Nets relationship. Just like James Harden with the Sixers in a different way, the Nets can call Kyrie Irving right now with a four-year max contract, and he'll sign it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's getting lost here. This isn't like the Kevin Durant situation where he's under contract, and he's asking to be traded. Kyrie Irving hoped to get a long-term deal, and the Nets didn't give it to him. So here's an experiment that I'm gonna give you that I want everybody who thinks that they should move Kyrie or move KD, I'm gonna give you a thought experiment.
0: Let's do the thought experiment.
1: You go into training camp with both of them on the team. The squad is healthy, Ben Simmons is playing, Joe Harris is playing, Seth Curry is playing, Claxton is playing, like everybody ball. 15 games into the season, say they 11-4. and 4.
0: Oh, at 10 and 5, 11 and 4, got to be something like that.
1: KD averaging 30 on 50, 40, 90, mm-hmm. Kyrie averaging 27, A uh, Couple of big wins,
0: five. couple of big national wins too.
1: They're now going to start having pride in their team and, and building what we have, what, what they've established. And I know we're going to talk about this with J.R. Smith later, about Dane and Rotten in Portland. Let me just point this out to everybody. I love Scottie Pippen. Like, he's a legend. And before I got in the league, while I was in the league, and since I've been out of the league, I consider him the most disrespected superstar of all time. The biggest disrespect that they gave him was calling him Robin. And now when people talk about Scottie Pippen and you see Scottie Pippen and the last dance is out, he not celebrating that. He's not happy about that journey, and that's unfortunate to me. And you know who else I saw this happen with? Kevin Durant. Remember, he went to the Golden State Warriors to win championships. He wasn't necessarily the happiest there, so he left. You remember that? Are you old enough to remember that, Jacoby? Of course. And and so now, while he does have the two championships, he's still searching for basketball happiness. You know how I know? He just asked to be traded from the team he wanted to go to. And he signed a four-year deal with them. Plus, they gave him Kyrie. Plus, they gave him Harden. Plus, I'm pretty sure that he knew that they were getting Ben Simmons. Plus, they gave him Steve Nash. Like, So he has everything he wants. But you know what ended up happening? The Warriors won before him, with him, and after him. So that changed the dynamics because Kyrie didn't get a long-term deal. Do you think if Kyrie would have got a long-term deal from the Nets, KD would have asked to be traded? I don't.
0: I do not think so either. I think those two things are definitely linked, especially with the timing. It, It was announced that Kyrie picked up his option on like, I don't know, a Thursday. And by next Monday, it's announced that KD has demanded a trade and that Sean Marks is working with KD's representatives to facilitate that trade. So I, like you, think that the, the Nets, they obviously don't have any great offers on the table right now, or, or else the news would have been different. He would have been traded. So you bring them into training camp. And like you said, they're gonna win basketball games. They have a great basketball team. By all accounts, everyone was unhappy in Brooklyn last year. That's because Kyrie wasn't playing. Joe Harris was hurt. They traded for James Harden. James Harden basically tanked. And then they got Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons didn't play. There was like four or five things that went horribly wrong for them that were just kind of not, they were not under their control. They didn't implode as a basketball team. Things happened that they could not control, which led to their failures. I think this team is easily one of the best three teams in the Eastern Conference if they just play with the roster they have.
1: Well, well, well I, I gotta disagree with you there because it was a choice for Kyrie not to get vaccinated. That, that okay, that, but it's
0: an extreme that, circumstance.
1: But, but that still was a choice though, just like Wiggins had a choice. Wiggins initially didn't do it. Don't think he wasn't pressured by his teammates in the organization to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. To, do something, to do something you haven't done, sometimes you do have to do something that you're not necessarily willing to do. And for Wiggins, he ended up starting in the All-Star game, and he ended up winning his first championship and being a major factor for the Golden State Warriors. Kyrie not getting vaccinated Jacoby with the lead domino to James Harden's unhappiness it was the the lead domino to breaking up that original big three so now that's my point if you're the Nets you don't panic you still got the prize you know what the prize is KD Mm -hmm. everybody don't get this confused KD's the prize he's under contract for four more years they can call Kyrie Irving right now and say hey Kyrie we want to give you a four year max deal He'll sign it. You see what I'm saying? So when that didn't happen, now KD like, well, I might as well not even be here. Because guess what? I just saw the Warriors win the championship. He just saw the Celtics make the finals. Both of these guys are going to be as eager as any players in the NBA this season to do work.
0: And also, if you're Kyrie Irving and you feel that you're worth that max deal, which I'm sure he does, go out and earn it. Aaron, judge it. You know what I mean? Go out in this one year and show the all 30 teams in the league that you are worth that max contract, and you will have one at the end of this year, regardless of the Nets go deep into the playoffs or not. Jalen, let's talk to GM Jalen. Uh, Jalen Rose will be playing the role of the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. I will be playing the role of the general manager of the New York Knicks, trying to make a Kevin Durant deal work. Scott P., what's up, family? What up, though? Uh, Hi. uh, How you doing? Um, Good to talk to you. Um, You know I'm working with the New York Knickerbockers, and I've got a trade proposal. Uh... Regarding Kevin Durant, bring him across. Oh, oh,
1: oh, we're in the tunnel. Hold on, hold, hold on. I'm in the tunnel. I can't really. Hold on. Oh, Hold. Oh, 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 oh. I can't oh, really you. hear you. Oh, Nick. nicks, nick's, I can't really hear cause you. Cause that didn't I can't hear work you. Out. <laughs> that, Bad sir. Can you hear out. me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me?
0: Well, you you teased this earlier, but once I saw this quote from J.R. Smith, I was like, I have to talk to Jalen Rose about this. You are adamant about players like Giannis and Dame staying with the teams that drafted them, and. We have a quote from J.R. Smith about Dame and his current situation. Here's what J.R. Smith had to say. I love Dame. I love his game. I respect him for doing what he's doing. But at the same time, it's like, you're just going to rot in Portland, bro. Jalen, he said that on, no chill, give it Arenas. What do you think about this sentiment that he's just going to rot in Portland?
1: I understand what J.R. Smith is alluding to, but mm-hmm. look at Scottie Pippen. Look at Kevin Durant. Eight championships combined. Still searching for basketball happiness in a lot of ways. For Dame, of course he wants to win the championship. But when you just said, Jacoby, I want players like Giannis and Dame to stay with the teams that drafted them," that's not really what I want. What I want is all NBA players to win because we got you. That's what I want. I want when you win MVP in Cleveland, LeBron, when you win MVP in OKC, Durant, I want him to be the best player to now lead that franchise to a championship, not leave to go to Miami, not leave to go to Golden State. And LeBron knew that. This is the chess move that people underestimate about LeBron James so much is that he went back to Cleveland, even though he wasn't getting along with the owner because he knew it was about his legacy and it was bigger than basketball. If KD was just about happiness to Jr. Smith's point, he could have stayed in Golden State and won all the championships he won. And also for Dame, there is something to say about his family dynamic, moving your family, being loyal to an organization, and also getting top dollar. like. Mm. Bradley Bill probably doesn't have the championships of, of Clay Thompson, but I bet he's made as much money. How Look about that. Dane? Same thing. Look at that. But I, the, three years ago, Dane was making more money than all of them. You see what I'm saying? So it's the score of the game and it's the game of life. And I bet right now, Bradley Bill can go online. And buy as many championship rings as he wants. (laughs) He can buy as many of them as he wants.
0: (laughs) Well, one thing about this that I want to point out is everyone in the media is going to focus on the rock and Portland part, but it's important to take the quote into context. He did say, I love Dame, I love his game, I respect what he's doing. You no know doubt. what I mean? Like We, we always focus no on doubt. the negative part, but he no was doubt. like, he's, he's, he's showing both sides of the coin. So in J.R. Smith's defense, I think a lot of shows are going to be talking about this today, you have to acknowledge the fact that he said, I love his game and I respect what he's doing, No but doubt. at the same time, it's like he's going to rock. Shout important. to Agent
1: Zero also.
0: Yes, big shout to him. And uh, one thing I want to ask you is, when you look at the Portland Trailblazers as currently constructed in the Western Conference, it's really tricky to look at this team and say, they're going to be a top four seed. I love the starting five. The depth could use a little bit of help.
1: I agree. But also, as you mentioned, they are in the West. And so if you're a player like Dane, it's going to be great to see him return. Anthony Simons balled last year. Gary Payton, Just II second, sure won a championship last year. Nurkic actually showed me that he could be a lot more consistent last year. Chauncey Billups is going to grow as a coach. And the one thing that Portland has shown me, as long as they had Dame, and then at the time, CJ, they always made the playoffs. So now the challenge for Dame is still, can he lift them to the playoffs? It's going to be great to watch.
0: I want to see it. I want this team to be in the playoffs and Dame Lillard to be leading them. Jalen Rose, who is joining us in just seconds, just seconds on this program?
1: Jerry Stackhouse representing the teal Detroit Pistons uniform, also the head coach of Vanderbilt University, is next.
0: to you live from the seaport here in New York City brought to you by Chase welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby Jalen we're joined right now by North Carolina Tar Heel legend two-time NBA all-star yes. and current head coach of the Vanderbilt Commodores yes. Jerry
1: Stackhouse thank you for taking the time
2: thank you fellas thanks for having me I appreciate that
1: thanks for joining us coach you're one of my favorite all-time Detroit Pistons great to see the squad back rocking teal. please tell us some of your favorite memories in that uniform
2: um, got to be one of my favorite memories is uh, probably going to um, Chicago and dropping 57 at the United Center. But uh, again, a lot, a lot of great memories, man. You know, with the, the guys I played with: Grant Hill, Ben Wallace, uh, Rick Mahorn, Joe, Joe Dumars. I played with a lot of great players and had a lot of exciting moments during that time.
0: That was such an exciting Pistons team, and it also looks like they're building an exciting p- Pistons core right now with Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Killian Hayes, you know, Ivy and Duran. How do you feel about this city embracing this young core and their potential?
2: Well, I think it's great, man. I think you see how um, it's kind of you know the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, they're kind of caught lightning in a bottle, you know, with their young core. I see a lot of similarities to to this team. I think, uh, you know, Troy, we done a great job of bringing in the, the young talent and now he's starting to get some veteran pieces around them. We all know that you can't just win with young pieces in this league. So adding those, you know, those veteran guys, because you can see these guys take, a, take a, a big step really fast.
1: So, Stack, you've been a star at all levels, and as Jacoby mentioned, you played 18 years. So I have to ask you, now that you're a college coach, what about comparing errors? So, like '90s basketball versus '2000s basketball versus the game that which we see now. How would you compare those eras?
2: Um, I, I think they're tough to compare, man. I think, I mean, I, I enjoy the game now. I enjoy the, the free flowing, watching the points, the three-point line. It's become a, a big part of of the game now. Back, you know, back when we played, you know, it was like the games were in the '80s. You know, you used to it was, it was about defense, trying to whole teams uh, down, and, and like I said, if you, it was pretty much the first to 80, now it's probably the first to 110, so it's it's exciting, I, I enjoy both areas, I don't know you know, which, which is better, I, I think I enjoyed the time that we played, but I, I enjoy watching the game today.
0: So you're the head coach of the Vanderbilt Commodores, and you know college basketball and college athletics is going through a transition with the NIL opportunities, how do you manage that as a manager of all these young men?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, we're still figuring some things out there. Uh, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's great that it, it finally, that these guys are being able to, to earn off of their likeness and, and, and their image, and it's just trying to figure out what's fair um, for them, and, and but, you know, it's still amateur but but at the same time we know that there's a lot of revenues being generated in, um, in uh, and then i think it's quite the time for for the players to start you know you know receiving some of those benefits as well so uh, we, we' hopefully it's a lot we get some smart people in the room to, to figure this thing out everybody's kind of slow to do so right now but i think it eventually get figured out and, and it's in and college basketball will still be what it is you know the, the NCAA tournament is still one of the most exciting times of the year.
1: As a former player, it's a breath of fresh air to see guys like yourself, Jawan, and Penny all doing y'all thing in the collegiate game. What sense of pride do you have as a former NBA player understanding that usually we don't get these opportunities in theory in college basketball?
2: Man, I definitely don't take it for granted, Jalen. I mean, I understand that I'm, you know, the first African-American to, to, to coach at, at my university. We have an uh, uh, African-American female athletic director. So, you know, we, we, we take a lot of pride in that, understanding that, you know, we you know, we got we got a charge to keep. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad that I've been, you know, afforded an opportunity to, to, to shepherd, you know, our program. Um, Kind of bring us back it's you know, know, similar to the Pistons kind of bringing but restoring some 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 really, you know, great years of history in the past and trying to get back to that and we've been able to take some huge strides and some huge steps in this first three years and I'm looking forward to, um, you know, possibly being a tournament team this year we had a nice run in the NIT last year. Um, and hopefully we're a tournament team, but definitely I don't take it for granted and, and, and know that you know, once, once we get these opportunities, we have to do our best to, um, to, to do well and, and to, to afford opportunities for the people that's coming behind us.
0: We'll be rooting for you next season and we'll be looking forward to you in the tournament, but not unless you play Michigan. However, we've been talking about one thing all summer long, and that is Kevin Durant and his trade request to leave the Nets. How do you feel about sort of his request with that many years left on his contract?
2: Well, now I know if I was the uh, if I was a general manager, he wouldn't be going anywhere. He'd be Correct. right back in the net. <laughs>
1: Correct. You know? right, that's what I'm saying, fam. I mean, I
2: because I, I know him. I mean, I know he's just too much of a competitor. It's not like he's going, you know, he's going to shut it down and you know anything like that. Once that ball, you know, starts, they tip that ball. He's going to be out trying to win and do do his best to help his team win. So for for me, he he'd be right back in Brooklyn next year if I, if I had any say so about it.
1: I totally agree. And when we talk sports and rivalries, you can't ignore Duke and Carolina. And I just see you going baseline, dunking on the Blue Devils history in that game. But I have to ask you, who's the most disliked or overrated Duke Blue Devil of all time and why?
2: I think it's probably dislike. You probably had to go. It's probably a tie between um, J.J. Redick and Grayson Allen, you know, for, for a number of different reasons. Probably, probably could throw... You know, Christian Layton in there, maybe. There's too many guys to name. Man. Even uh, uh, Shane Battier Shane Baddier, who's probably one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. You know, he's probably hated by the Carolina bases, probably as much as anybody as well. We, we, we just don't like those guys over there.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time as we watch Thanks the Pistons lot, in family. his teal jerseys this season. We'll be thinking about you and your 57 against Chicago. Thank you so much for joining Ooh. us in Jalen and Jacoby. We'll we be back right after this. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, a long time ago, you decided that every day on this program, we're gonna recognize another day that Brittany Griner continues to be detained in Russia. And here we are, 159 days later.
1: Wrongfully detained, 159 grueling days. So we here Jalen and Jacoby, just wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Those, those images are horrifying. They're really chilling. That's why it's important for us to continue to show that she's still being detained, and we're rooting for her to have a speedy recovery to the United States.
0: Absolutely, and today her team is going to be making the case that she has the cannabis there because it was prescribed painkiller and it was for medical use. Wish her the best of luck and a speedy return to the United States. Jalen, our guy Kyler Murray got a new deal, two hundred thirty million dollars, about a hundred million guaranteed. Maybe it's some, there's a lot of clauses in there, but there's one clause that got leaked that kind of bothered me. It was. His homework clause, he must compete four hours of independent study, team provides the materials, and he also cannot do so while engaging in other distracting activity, like watching television or playing video games. Why does this bother me so much, Mr. Rose?
1: Well, there are two ways to look at it. First off, you gave me the bread four hours in a week. That's irrelevant. Like, I don't even know why people are making a big deal out of that.
0: I'm doing that anyway. I'm a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> that, that,
1: so so it don't matter who thinks he should do more or the bottom line is they believe in him enough to give him the money and he wants to be there enough so he signed. There are 1,300 players in the, in the, in the, NFL, in the NFL and thousands of people have played in that league. Are we looking at the fine print of all of their contracts?
0: Mm. No. No. And so,
1: if I'm Kyler, I think this is being overblown by yes. people that just don't like him as a quarterback for whatever reason. That's all this is. Him and Russell Wilson, it seems like I have to continue to, to defend what I see. And they're great football players. Same with Lamar Jackson. They're great football players. But for whatever reason, those three guys get dismissed when we start talking about the best quarterbacks in the league. And this is an example, instead of people celebrating his deal, you're trying to dismiss why he got the deal. He deserved the deal, and he's going to ball.
0: The idea that we're spending today talking about him playing video games and not playing football is disrespectful to his ability to play Correct. football and they his contribution to the guy. Arizona Cardinals. I want to thank Jerry Stackhouse for coming through, they representing the Teal guy. Detroit Pistons. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN 2. I'm going to bet on Kyler to get a rushing TD
1: and pass a TD every week.
0: We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is giving podcast exclusive content to our podcast listeners. I also want to get a little behind the behind the scenes. Chandler Rose just says, "I'm about to kill him with the bets this year." Like, like he got a look on his face like he feels bad for for the gambling apps for what he's about to do this football season.
1: Absolutely. And so here's the here is the degenerate part of that commentary. When you say you're about to kill bets this year, that's just something that a degenerate gambler would say. You know what I'm saying? That's just something that...
0: Everybody feels that way. Every Sunday around 1245, (laughs) I look at all my 17 bets. I'm like, great idea. How how does one of these lose? How does one of these lose? You check in with me around 3 p.m. I've already scratched off like 16 of them. (laughs) You know what oh, I mean? i like, like hey, man, scratched him off.
1: The, and you think somebody's confident? Let me tell you when somebody's confident. When they bet on something. You can't tell me nothing when I bet on something. I just is- know it's going to happen.
0: But Jalen Jalen loves the the plus six hundreds. You know what I mean? Like Jalen doesn't like the minus the minus one fifties, the safe bets. Bet the favorite. It was probably going to cover the spread because they're playing the Jaguars or whatever. Jalen hates those ones. I hate those. Jalen loves the. All right, he's going to kick three field goals. He's going to get two <laughs> interceptions. And he's going to score two running touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love those. And, and if I bet if I bet ten dollars, I get one hundred seventy yes. back. those are the ones that yes. Jalen likes.
1: Yes. I love those. And and I'm giving y'all some tips right now. Let me tell you three things I'm going to do this year for sure. I'm going to make sure I bet passing and rushing TD every game for Josh Allen.
0: Yep. I do that. Jalen Hurts
1: and Kyler Murray. Every game. Can I bet it today?
0: If Josh Allen gets 10 rushing touchdowns, he'll probably get two in one game, and then he'll get nine. There's 17 games in the season, so that means that one's gonna hit more than 50% of the time. And you gotta be consistent with it, though. That's what I learned about the the, 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 the like the Josh Allen or the Kyler Murray, those kind of quarterback bets. He's gotta be consistent. Jamar Chase two touchdowns. He's gotta He's just gotta be consistent with it. Just gotta just gotta do it. Doesn't Chase matter who they're two playing. Touchdowns.
1: Doesn't, ma- doesn't matter
0: how many touchdowns he scored last year against that team, or this, this, or that, or who, what cornerbacks to be
1: following them. do He's, He's gotta be consistent
0: with it. It's gotta be consistent with it.
1: Exactly. You gotta be consistent. See why? It, it, because the one thing about gambling. It's it's the ultimate hustle, but you can't rush it. I don't care what game you play. Blackjack, roulette, craps. You start walking through the casino and think you about to sit down for 30 minutes and win, you might as well just donate your money. It's not going to happen. You gotta be patient. And that's why I got three quarterbacks I'm gonna bet that with. So on the weeks that Josh Allen may not get a rush TD hurt Hurts and or Kyler Will. Mm-hmm. That, that's my exact point. Can I start betting this right now?
0: No. No. You can't. You can't. You got to wait like, till week one.
1: Eh, okay, got it. Okay, People get it. hurt
0: in practice. People get hurt in, in, in right, preseason games. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you betting on week 17 in, in,
1: in, in July, okay? <laughs> What's the Lions' win total over under? Oh. Oh, that's something I like to bet too. I think they have it at two
0: right now. Let me double check. <laughs> yeah, one win and one tie is what they projected right now. I'm gonna have, actually. You know
1: what? You know <laughs> you know a bet I'm gonna start doing this year. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna bet that the Lions win the division, the conference, and the Super Bowl.
0: Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do that every Donate year. that money to the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that to the to the um, the, the, the poor the poor scholars of the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. <laughs> Don't do. That. They win the Super Bowl, my guy. They win the Super Bowl. I'll pay, I'll pay you what you would have won if they win the Super Bowl. and You give that money to the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy. All right. So you, says, it's win <laughs> win for you. It's win win for you. Waste, if they win the Super huh? Bowl, I'll pay you whatever that's it would have been. Yeah.
1: Whatever, I guess it whatever been. that is, I guess that is. I guess that. After sixty-five years of evidence, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think you'll you'll be all right there. But so, a couple things I want to discuss with you. Number one, Thanasis Attentacumpo, Giannis Attentacumpo, both on the Bucks. Thanasis is getting run. Like that's not that's not like just he's he's getting run. He's playing minutes. Now, Alex Attentacumpo signed with the Bucks G League team. What does that tell you, Jalen Rose?
1: It tells me that when you're in a position of power, you have influence. Mm -hmm. And when you're as dominant as Giannis, but let me use another word that I can't necessarily use with KD, also a dominant player. When you're as dominant and as committed to the team as Giannis is, and you also deliver like MVPs, championship and things of that nature. If your brother has a pulse, if he thought about playing basketball and y'all gonna have people playing and paying them salaries to do so in whatever league that y'all affiliated with, my brother should be a part of that.
0: Well, listen. Somewhere there's somebody who's upset, who's got their roster spot taken on the G League team of the Bucks. They need to look in the mirror and be like, "I understand. I get. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, like there's other opportunities for me out there. I'll find them. Because you can't be mad at this. If I'm the Bucks, I'm like, you got any other tender kupos You got some cousins or something? Like whatever, whatever you need, Giannis. Family. Whatever you need.
1: Family. Trust me. Being black in America, I've seen nepotism for since the beginning of time. And it happens in all ways, shapes, forms, industries, businesses, corporations. It, it, it always exists. And so now it's for his brother to actually ball. See, that's the one thing I like about sports, though. See, the one thing about sports is he still got a ball. Because mm-hmm. guess what's going to happen if he not balling? They going to call Giannis and be like, Sorry. seven turnovers? Two points.
0: The Nasus was on the Lakers. You right. Know, like, it wasn't that long ago.
1: Correct. The Bucks had I an mean, opportunity. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing about sports. Versus like in business, your son could be Jim Buss and have the job forever. Or your son could be um, James Dolan and have the job forever. Oversee the franchise forever. The most expensive Mm -hmm. franchise in basketball is oversaw by James Dolan, who once had security throw Charles Oakley out of the arena. And if you don't know, Charles Oakley actually played for the team one day. One day. For a decade. I'm being sarcastic.
0: Jalen, I have some information about the Detroit Lions that you might not even have. This is very important. Who's the quarterback for the Detroit Lions?
1: Oh my god. He went to Jared Montana.
0: I'm glad you said that cuz he did go to Jared. Do you know what happened this offseason with him? He got engaged to a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model named Christian Christian Harper. Do you Love know what that's going to do for him? Do you Love know what you know do you know, do you know who else has has a swimsuit model at home supporting him, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. I'm trying to so, tell you. So this is so. Listen, you might have to start calling him Jared Brady because that kind of support <laughs> system at home just ma- gives you confidence, and that gives. And when you're a leader in the huddle, I really feel like that should up the Lions' win total by two wins at least.
1: See, at the least. only the only. Well, first off, Zach Wilson is winning MVP this year. Guaranteed. So you should bet Cup on that. that.
0: What are the odds on that? Can I bet that yeah. right now.
1: Zach, Zach, Zach Wilson. You know the odds the changed.
0: Leadership. The odds changed because a gang of people bet on him to win MVP after that news came out.
1: Right, and so here's why I can't call him Brady, because Tom is still in the league.
0: Still in the league. I know. I know. He's
1: still in the league. You know. what Barely. I'm Barely. He's he out of the league like like six weeks ago. But I got a nugget for you. You got a the nugget. The reason why the reason why I call him Jarrett Montana. First off, is because he about to deliver Super Bowls to the Lions like Joe did to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. He and Tom Brady both looked up to Joe Cool as quarterbacks. This is why Jarrett wears number 16. I love it. So Questions you're onto something you. there, sir. The whole supermodel Montana thing. You know, they, hey, they, let's, let's stay they're in the, the division. Yes. Let's stay
0: in the division with some news. Let's do it. I'm sure you read this, and this kind of baffled me. Soldier Field, Lampo Field, two just like classic football stadiums, the snow games, the wind, the cold, the breath coming through the face mask of the quarterback while he's under center. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, is trying to put a dome on Soldier Field to entice the Bears to stay there. I don't want to see a dome on Soldier Field. I think that kills a competitive advantage. As someone who's in the division watches one game a year at least in Soldier Field, how do you feel about this proposal?
1: So, as a Midwesterner, I always felt like the seasons gave me an advantage.
0: Ooh, I like this.
1: On people from the West or the South in a lot of different ways. For example, fashion. I had to learn how to dress with different materials when it's winter, because you'll see certain people, when you're watching TV, just think about this. You're gonna see certain people wearing the same blazer in July that they're gonna be wearing in February. Those are two different seasons.
0: First of all, some people, like myself, just don't have the budget that you have. You That's not I mean?
1: true. That have the is budget not that true. You have. Yeah, that, that is true. So let me tell you something. You underestimate how much you spend on everything else versus what you could be spending on gear. I'm telling you. But that I don't want to get away from the point. So dressing in seasons, to me, is really how somebody shows me their fashion, right? playing sports, when it's January 30th, my birthday, and it's 1983, and it's below zero outside, I really gotta wanna play basketball. Like, you like you really gotta love the game if you wanna go outside and play below, if I'm about to shovel this court and play out here by myself and get frostbite on my hands and frostbit on my feet, like you gotta love it. I always felt like in the south or even the west coast, it's 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 readily available. You don't have to necessarily do that. And so to me, I felt like that gave me an advantage. And so in this case, when the Lions moved to the when the Lions played in the Silver Dome. When we used to play against, I believe, the Giants on Christmas a lot of times and or in the division, Green Bay and the Bears, I always felt like they had an advantage because our team just wasn't as good playing outside. Agreed. That they that took, So, the team, when you play against the Patriots and it's sub-degree weather, and you're a team from Los Angeles, it's going to affect your football team. They're used to playing in it and living in it. Your team isn't. And then you try these quote-unquote gimmicks to try to fool yourself into not believing that it's cold. And for the people who don't play like myself, we look at the players like, oh, what courage he has to be out there playing without sleeves on. He just, at that point, sending himself a mental message that I might as well not have on sleeves. It ain't going to stop me from being freezing cold anyway. Mm -hmm. And you remember when the Giants played at the Packers in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, Tom Coughlin's face fell off, dog. I
1: was worried for his health. I was worried for his health. What about this point, though? That week, the New York football Giants were in Miami. The receiving core. Victor Cruz, the receiving core, they were in Miami. And when we were about to cover that game, what did you personally say about how they're going to go from being in Miami to balling in Green Bay?
0: Well, there's two things that, that people don't understand about that that people never point out. Number one, they always talk about the boat picture, right? In the boat picture, they got jeans and Tims on. Now, if you know you're going on a boat, you put a swimsuit on and some sandals. That to me was like they wore jeans and Tim's to the club and then someone around eight AM was like, let's go get a boat. That's what that told me, number one. Cause if you know you're going on a boat during the day in Miami, you don't wear denim jeans. Like you just don't. If my memory serves me correct, I didn't remember that point. And number two, I was like, you don't want to go from Miami weather straight to Green Bay weather. You need to acclimate your body. It's like it's like when you're flying somewhere to, to to play a game or something. You give yourself 24 hours for your body to get used to it, or altitude, or something like that. Like you need to acclimate your body to the cold. Don't let your body get used to the, the warmth and then go straight to the cold. And then we knew they were gonna lose and they lost. But Jalen, we have to wrap and have one more thing for you. I have on my phone the win-loss total as it stands right now for the Detroit Lions. Take the over. My no no. So my question for you is. We know how many wins you think the Lions are going to have, thirteen, right? But like, how? How? Be objective, not Lions fan, okay, Jalen. Okay. What I'm do be a you professional. think the line is now? Because they were okay. they, they went three, they went what three, 13, and one last year. I Jeez. think the math is right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah.
1: Jeez. And, and and by the way, the game we tied, Pittsburgh, like they was trying to give us the game.
2: I know. There were so it was many
1: fumbles. It was, that, that, was, that was one of the worst played games of the season by both teams. All right, so I'll be a professional and be objective. I would think the betting over under for Lions wins, if they had three last year, is six and a half.
0: It's exactly six and a half. Take the over.
1: I'm take the G. over.
0: Take the over. I'm a I G. Got them at, I got him at eight and nine this year. Eight and nine.
1: I'm a G. Six and a well, half. I wanna thank, well, I we'll thank Jerry seven.
0: Stackhouse for coming through. It's very Detroit heavy episode. All the pistons talks and lions talk. We got, we, we, we're just gonna do Nick's for half an hour tomorrow. We gotta got, 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 got to cleanse the system. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope pod to step to and maybe another guest. You never know. Why is that, Jalen Rose?
1: I got to get the OG trick trick to represent Detroit to come Let's on do here. It. Let's talk do about it. the city. Like the Blastmaster K R S1 once said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done.